Today's Thursday, April 21st. The title for our devotional is a question. Is it worth it? The point that I'm driving at this week is that we who have placed our faith in Jesus are new creations in him. We have eternal life in him, but that comes at the cost of dying to ourselves. This new creation then is to be the core of our identity, what it means to be in Christ, and therefore informs and determines what we are to pursue in life. The text we turn to is the well-known verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. To get a better picture of what Paul is saying here, we must remember that he is discussing why he perseveres in his apostolic ministry despite suffering and persecution. This was an argument leveled against his ministry by some detractors at the church in Corinth that some had come to believe. If Paul's message is the truth from God, why are so many Jews rejecting him and why is he facing so much hardship? They use this as evidence to say that he should not be believed. He answers it in many ways in this section, and some of them are just nuggets of pure gold. 2 Corinthians 4.6 For God, who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So he has this revelation of Jesus, and he likens it to light being shown into the darkness of his heart. 2 Corinthians 4.7 But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. He he likens it to this treasure. The gospel is this treasure in a jar of clay that is his body. 2 Corinthians 4, 15, or 4, 14 and 15. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Here he says it's the the hope of the resurrection, that he continues to persevere through suffering, and so that more and more people will recognize this and it will result in more and more thanksgiving to the glory of God. In 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18, he says, Therefore we do not lose heart, Though outwardly we are wasting away in his body, he's, he's decaying, he's dying, he's suffering. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. He says here that our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory. When you read the book of Acts, you can hardly say that Paul's troubles were light and momentary from our perspective. But from his perspective, when he thinks of not what is uh, seen, but what is unseen, he considers them light and momentary troubles because of the glory, the eternal glory that he will receive with Jesus and his eternal life with him far outweighs all the troubles that he is facing now. And so he fixes his eyes on those things. Ultimately, for our text this week, we come to 2 Corinthians 5, 14 to 17. Paul writes, For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, 
that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Paul's answer is that the gospel is worth it, simply put. God has revealed Jesus in all his glory to him. It is the treasure in a jar of clay again that's his body. He has been raised with Christ, given life in him. He's driven to bring glory to God then so that more would respond in thanksgiving and give God glory. He is confident that he will achieve an eternal glory far outweighing the suffering that he currently faces. Then he says Christ's love controls him. And he is a new creation, so he no longer regards anyone from a worldly perspective. These are good reasons to commit his ministry and not to lose heart. At the outset, for us to apply this text, we should imagine ourselves being asked similar questions. Why are you willing to give up on the American dream? Why are you not pursuing the good life like everyone else defines it? To get more specific, why do you give so much away when you could spend it on yourself? Why do you take a job that pays less, but does more good? Why are your financial goals, not just for your personal or family success and comfort, but for the success of the church and the kingdom of God? Why do you stay faithful to your spouse when times are tough and it would just be easier to quit and move on because you'd be happier? Why do you care so much about integrity when you can clearly get away with it? Our answers to these questions should be similar to Paul's answers. Because we have died, and Christ now lives in us. The glory that awaits us in eternity is worth the light and momentary troubles we face today. Christ's love controls us. We pursue the kingdom because we are new creations in Christ. And as new creations, our priorities, our goals, our ambitions have changed. For additional content, I invite you to read this whole section. It's fantastic how Paul articulates all of this. Read 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 5, 21. Reflection time today. Have you ever asked yourselves these questions or been asked the questions that I just went through? If you haven't, perhaps that's a good indicator that you have not died to yourself. Perhaps you're trying to experience the resurrection life without first dying to self. I'd invite you also to just reflect on those answers that I listed above. There's, there's a lot of them. Reflect on Paul's answers about why the gospel is worth it. Reread those texts, perhaps, and just, just meditate on those. I invite you to especially reflect on what Paul says and how Christ's love controls us. That, that is such a profound statement and one worth pondering and meditating on. How does Christ's love, demonstrated on the cross, control you? Does it at all? Just spend some time reflecting on those ideas.